cuts it back 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter, at Jason Perrone. Send me your tweets, thoughts, questions, agreements, disagreements, gripes, anything else that you want, questions, all of that good stuff. It is coming down to the end of another week, and we're getting closer to the next Green Bay Packers football game, which will take place at Lambeau Field against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. But before we get to that, a couple other things that we want to talk about. And before we get to anything, as always, the Quick Slants podcast is brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. So we talked about a big win at San Francisco on Monday's show, riding high. I said I was on fumes, just absolutely elated at the way the Packers played on the road, getting a huge win against a very tough 49ers team on Sunday night, improving to 2-1 and one on the season and setting themselves up nicely in the NFC North and in the NFC in general. You'd like to think by virtue of that victory that the Packers would avoid a scenario in which they'd have to go back to San Francisco in the postseason. And there's a lot of football to be played this year and a lot to be said before we know if the Packers are going to make the playoffs or the Niners are going to make the playoffs, and etc. But a huge win nonetheless, and it was a very, very great thing. And there's been a lot of cool things that have happened since that game that we've learned about that happened in the game and that are going on this week and some of the stories. We'll jump into some of that stuff here. But if you missed it over at Game on Wisconsin, make sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube. This week we had, as always, the Freezer Podcast, the MVS Show on Tuesday, On Brand Off Topic, Open Book, Lombardi's Bar, The Pick Six, The Final Dump, and Four Downs all coming at you before Sunday's game. So if you missed any of those shows, get over there and check those out. If you missed my Monday edition of Quick Slants, get over there and check it out. It was the last show that I did where my voice was still struggling. It took me a week and a half to recover from that Monday night game at Lambeau Field that I was at against the Lions. I just felt like every time I started to turn a corner, something crazy happened in life or there was another Packers game, aka the Sunday night game, and I lost another vocal cord. So I think I'm turned a corner and I'm back in action but we shall see. So real quick start. So Wednesday's practice always brings us the first injury report of the week. We kind of get a chance to take inventory of who got nicked up in the week prior or who's still banged up. So Elton Jenkins, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Chris Barnes, and Kevin King all sat out Wednesday's practice. King is in the concussion protocol. Barnes has a concussion as well. They obviously have to clear that and be okay to go on Sunday before we will see them again. So we'll monitor closely whether they will practice this week. Jenkins still battling the ankle issue that kept him out of last week's game at San Francisco. 
The Packers had an answer for him being out in that game. I don't know how many weeks in a row they can survive without Big E. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jenkins. Didn't practice on Wednesday, and MVS has a hamstring, and he did end up missing a portion of the end of the Niners game, although I'm not sure anybody else was getting the ball at that point. So we want MVS healthy and back out there on the field. Had a couple of big catches, had a big touchdown catch against the 49ers, but Devontae Adams obviously was going to make sure the Packers walked out of San Francisco and Levi Stadium winners, and they did. And this gets me back to a topic that I've talked about a bunch, which is depth. There it is again, right? you got to have it if you're going to do big things in the NFL. And if you have a guy like Yash Nyman who can step in, we all heard when we all heard he was going to start over the idea of just moving Billy Turner to left tackle and just letting Dennis Kelly start at right tackle, there was some concern. I was concerned. I'm pretty sure you were concerned too. It just seemed like, why are they going this route? Matt LaFleur comes out and says, we have a plan. This is your plan? I was I, I was just bagging on it before the game. I was just like, how can you say that we have a plan and then you trot out this undrafted young tackle who has no experience in the NFL? But they made it work. And when you have guys like Josh Nyman and a coaching staff that can make him serviceable enough to help you get a huge win on the road, your team can be special. And it's not going to happen every week. Like I said, you know, it was, it was a really well-planned game by Matt LaFleur and the staff. Coaching matters. When players are out there doing it, I get that. But coaching matters. It's a big X factor. But we can't yet say that Nyman can just line up and handle anybody. You know, it was one game. It was one sample size. Even though if it was Nick Bosa, that's a pretty big sample uh, to, to take from. It's a great start if Nyman has to play but hopefully they really don't have to rely on him too heavily. I think they obviously want their preferred starters out there, and Elton Jenkins is one of those guys. I still thought it was a, it was a really great story when we learned that Devontae Adams in his press conference this week said that Nyman came up to him during Sunday's game and told him how much he just enjoyed playing with him in the middle of a game. And it just kind of gives you pause, doesn't it? It kind of makes you stop. You know, we just assume that these guys are playing snap after snap, trying to remember the game plan, execution, footwork, inside release, outside release, all this other stuff. And this guy is taking the time to smell the roses. He gets it. He knows he's in there because there's no one else to play. There's no one else who can fill in. And he knows it could be the last time he sees significant action in a game in a Packers uniform and with these teammates. And it's a very humbling reminder to enjoy what's there to enjoy while we can. Let's just savor the Packers beating the Niners. Let's not worry about Pittsburgh until we get to the Steelers game. Let's not worry about week 15. We've got a bunch of other weeks in between then. And it's a a timely lesson and a reminder for me. You know, I personally have been dealing with a few losses in my family recently. And you just never know what tomorrow holds. So it's a good reminder that you stop and appreciate what's what's around you. One thing I definitely appreciated was the way that the defensive line showed up on Sunday. Kenny Clark was not on the stat sheet. He doesn't really end up on the stat sheet very often, but he lived in the backfield. And because he did well, the offensive line was really pressing. You had guys like Tyler Lancaster and TJ Slayton making some big plays also. Open things up for everybody behind him. 
You know, when there's multiple big bodies that can do things up front, they can't block everybody. And then you got Rashad Gary and Preston Smith. Good luck. You're going to have to try to pick what it is that you're going to block. And the Steelers offensive line, Mike Tomlin's a a good coach and, and the Steelers have been good for a long time. They were a good team last year, even though they got bounced early in the playoffs at home. They're going to have a game plan for the Packers. They know who they're facing. But I, I thought it was interesting. Ross Uglum of Packer Report tweeted about how the Packers' pass rush has faced guys like Ramchek and Armstead and Trent Williams and Panay Sewell. Really good tackles. The McGlinchey for the 49ers. Really good tackles that the pass rush has seen so far this season. Well, Pittsburgh doesn't have those guys. And Ross said he's looking forward to seeing what the Green Bay pass rush can do against not those other guys. And it, it's going to be important. Big Ben has a lot of years in this league, and he may not be what we remember him to be at the apex of his powers, but he can certainly still do a lot of, lot of damage and do a lot of really good things. And if you don't put pressure on somebody like him, he's going to find somebody who's open. So... Pass rush has to get after a defensive line. Good to see them take a step forward. Joe Barry got himself off the schneid. The defense performed well against a good, you know, some pretty good players for the for the 49ers. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look great, but that's because the Packers' defense made it difficult. And you have guys that are making plays and guys that are stepping up. Eric Stokes had himself a decent game. Had a couple of pass interference penalties. We're not going to harp on those. The Packers won. The refs were bad. We don't need to delve into it too much. Eric Stokes played decent. I'm, I'm hardly, you know, the first one to say it at this point. But he needs to be the starter on the outside. I don't care if you don't lose your job to injury or whatever. The you know Jerry Gray said, it's figure out the slot and just move you know move Jair around. But Stokes needs he's a quick study and he needs to be out there and he's worthy of the starting reps. So speaking of coaching, and now we're lauding the coaching staff, hopefully they don't spend too much time overthinking it and just put 21 out there. You know, he's going to make some mistakes. And yes, some of those mistakes can cost points, may even cost a game at some point. But all in all, he is also going to make plays. And the guy that's been out there hasn't made any plays since 2019. He had a great 2019. Kevin King was phenomenal in 2019. But he hasn't been that guy. And there's not as much to lose as it would seem by starting and Eric Stokes. This is what you drafted him in the first round for. He's the heir apparent. If he's ready to play, let him play. Put him out there. I need only remind everybody what happened on that first drive against the Lions. Quintez Cephas just double moves King and sets up an easy opening drive touchdown. Can't have those kind of things. So, put the speedster out there. Staying in the secondary, Darnell Savage. I'm still waiting for the big splash. I sound naive at this point, thinking that it's going to happen. He seems so close every week. He had the pick in week one. It was negated by penalty. He has a really nice open field tackle on George Kittle on a screen that went for no yards in this last game. That's George Kittle. He's going to pick up a few yards, but didn't. Darnell Savage made a big play. Those are the kind of things we need to see from him. Roam around, make plays, get in front of the ball, do the thing. 
I'm thinking he's going to house one at some point this season, hopefully sooner than later. Nick Collins, I remember former Packers safety Nick Collins seemed to have a pick six every year. He actually had multiple. It seemed like every year he had multiple pick six, and it's just easy to take for granted when you have such a good safety that they can just take the ball away and track it and do things like Jair did on that deep ball interception where it's just like, hey, just get after the ball. Like I said, once the ball's in the air, I don't care what your assignment is anymore. It's about disrupting the football and getting the the ball carrier on the ground. It doesn't matter what your assignment is anymore. Your assignment is to tackle the ball and get it on the ground. The secondary have, you know, they, they have to be those dogs out there. And I don't think they are. Jair's that guy. Savage and Amos have it in them. The back end has, they have the tools and they have to make life miserable for opposing quarterbacks. And it's, I'd say, let's start this Sunday with Big Ben. Let's just make it difficult on him. Let's pick him off a couple times. Let's uh, deflate him and, and make life tough. That's what, I, that's what I'd like to see from the Packers. And one last point I wanted to make. Very, very encouraging thing that we learned this week. If you're looking for a team that realizes what they can accomplish in, in this season, it's you look at the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if the coaching staff challenged some of the starters, but we've heard about a few veterans who've actually stepped up and and offered to step in on special teams. An area that's been a huge problem for years. Alan Lazard, Devondre Campbell, two two guys who both stepped up and offered to fill roles on special teams to try and improve it because they don't want that to become the problem. I wouldn't want to be standing on the sideline knowing I'm part of something special and I could be doing something more than what's happening out there and I'm not doing it and I'm just hoping that it doesn't get screwed up. These guys actually want to to make plays and try to make this team win, help this team win a championship. That's the kind of stuff that a championship team needs. It's that, what can I do? Where do I need to, where do I need to be? Where do I go? Just, just point me in the right direction, coach. And those are the kind of things that are going to help the Packers win big because they're not neglecting any areas. And even guys realize, look, I'm not going to be the reason that we lose a game. If I can be out there and I can make a tackle, that another guy might miss. And you don't think your teammates are going to miss and you don't not believe in your teammates, but you know what your strengths are. And if you know that you can outplay the guy that's out there and the team needs a big play, you raise your hand, you get out there and you do it. And it's very encouraging to hear that the special teams may benefit from seeing more starters out there. I know we're all very much looking for a better performance from special teams than we have seen over the past several weeks. So getting to Sunday's game, Packers-Steelers. The Steelers, this was interesting. I got, I got a tweet from my buddy Jake Westendorf. The Steelers haven't scored any first quarter offensive points in the last umpteen games. It dates back to the middle of last season. They have not scored offensive points in the first quarter. So naturally this Sunday, they'll drive down like a hot knife through butter and they'll score against the Packers on an opening drive. It'll be 7 nothing. I obviously am assuming the Steelers will get the ball first. Um, and, and against the Packers, who have a decent defense, again, you know, we saw that last week against San Francisco, but you know what? So what? It's, it's going to be an eye-rolling affair, and it's going to be really annoying, and we're sick of the Packers letting other teams get right on what's ailing them, and they're being on, being on the wrong side of history. But it's not going to impact the end result. This is a home game against a team that isn't as good. The Packers have to win this game. Uh, there's some interesting things in this matchup. 
it's uh, it's kind of you know history and stuff that doesn't really matter. But obviously, we know about the Super Bowl forty five and the Packers beating the Steelers there for their last their last Super Bowl championship. But this is the first time Aaron Rodgers is starting against the Steelers at Lambeau Field. They're on the only team he has not faced at home. And he also has not led a Packers team to a win over the Steelers in the regular season. In fact, you have to go all the way back to 1995 for the Yancey Thigpen drop game on, I believe it was Christmas Eve, that gave the Packers the NFC Central. It wasn't even the NFC North. It was the NFC Central division title. And the Packers went to the NFC Championship game that year. For the last time, the Packers won a regular season game over the Steelers. And the Steelers probably still should have won that game. So it's it's time. The Packers are due. They really need to truck through this schedule. Get after it against the Steelers team that's reeling. They're not as good. They're on the road. You can't let them come in and win a game in your building. It just simply cannot happen. And the Packers are going to face some really tough teams on the road. So you can say this is an AFC game. It really doesn't matter that much. But the Packers still have to go face Baltimore. They're at Kansas City. They'll travel to Minnesota to face the Vikings. This is not the week for a brain fart. And I don't think that they will. I don't really have a score prediction, but I think it's closer than it probably could or should be. NFC, AFC games are always a bit odd. But I think the Packers keep rolling. They get another W. They stay ahead of the rest of the division. They're 3-1. and one. We'll keep an eye on the injury report today and tomorrow. And, of course, we'll have the latest for you over at Game On Wisconsin. So get over there and check out all of the news, notes, and nuggets with regards to the Green Bay Packers. We have shows and podcasts every flipping day of the week. Game On Wisconsin should be appointment listening or viewing for those of you that are not doing it. Check it out. Support the shows. Send your questions. Send your tweets. Let us know what you like, what you don't like what your thoughts are about the Green Bay Packers. Send your questions. Again, I'm at Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter any old time. The DMs are open. Really appreciate the support from everybody. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy what is hopefully another good Sunday between the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody be safe. And as always, go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left. Cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 